You're listening to Speechless, the new podcast from storytelling experts Marion Pasha and Simon Bucknell. Hit follow now to learn how to tell stories that change the world. So I'm quite thrilled, Simon, that we're doing this podcast. And I know that this is your first your first podcast. Not that you've done as a guest, but that you're doing as a host. It is. It is. I'm a first-timer podcast host. This, listeners, is very exciting for me because I <laughs> have known Simon for many, many years. One of the questions that I think when we thought about doing this podcast that came to mind is there are loads of public speaking mm. resources, audiobooks, podcast books out there. Um, why should people listen to this podcast? I think from my side, I totally agree. There's, there's so much stuff out there. And, and the same is true with books, of course, on public speaking. Mm-hmm. So what makes this different? I think one of the key things that makes will make this podcast distinct is what's true of what makes the coaching that you and I can offer uh, distinct, which is the practical nature. It's about... And I say this with clients that I work with all the time. Mm. I'm a practitioner in this stuff. Yes, we've all heard, oh, it's really important to be able to tell stories. Communication is really important. You've got to be able to do this. Yes, 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 yes. The question is, how do you actually do that? Mm. What are the specific concrete things that can really make a difference? And certainly my hope and ambition for this podcast is that for any listener, if you're wanting not just to understand why these kind of things are important, but actually how to implement things, how do you actually, what are the specific things you can do that will make a difference to your impact, how you feel about speaking, your capacity to inspire people? My hope and ambition is that that's something that we can really bring to this podcast. So being a practitioner is absolutely right. I think that is something that is so unique to you when I look at kind of the work that you do. You know, you speak. <laughs> you you don't just do that. You don't just help other people speak. You do that work of putting yourself out there and speaking. And, you know, from my perspective, I'm a curator. Yes, I speak from time to time too, but more I have this lens of I know what people are looking for to create compelling speeches. You know, I, I did a little tally the other day. And as a coach of TED and TEDx speakers, the talks that I've coached have been viewed over 20 million times, which is awesome. But I think it gives me a perspective. And so actually, I can see now the difference over the 10 years of doing it between what works with an audience and what doesn't. And so I think that practical experience is something we definitely want to come through. Yes. yes. Um, I think the other thing, as you're all listening, hopefully this will really come out, is we work with really diverse audiences. So, you know, we're not just focused on the corporate world, on the nonprofit world, or the youth sector, or people in the UK. Simon is always off to some other part of the world working with with clients from like Dubai and Latvia and whatnot. I'm working in the US, um, but also seniority, also the kinds of things they do. I mean, it's a broad spectrum. Mm. I can remember when we first met or first worked together, and it was back in, I think it was 2009, yeah. I think. And at the time, of course, you were... Uh, you were responsible for a program of refugee social entrepreneurs. I remember thinking, wow, now that's quite a community of people. And we're going to, going to Stockport and yeah. running some sessions with you, obviously, as the uh, as the sort of curator for that group, if you like, and working with that group. And over the years, to see the work that you've done, hands-on, curating conferences and, of course, through TEDx and actually really helping speakers to, to get to the right, how am I going to really get that message across, the practical side, and knowing what that takes, knowing what... Uh, what what an audience's agenda really is is so 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 key. So that's really exciting. Obviously, and we've known each other for, yeah, for for more years than we probably <laughs> care to remember. I think from my side, I continually will say to clients of mine that I work with, you know, I come at this 
from the perspective of a practitioner. I know what it's like to be in front of a room of 80 MBAs and having them for three hours to work with them or to keynote at a conference and so on. So living and breathing this stuff, it's yeah, there's lots of stuff out there that says, all oh, right, here's why storytelling is really important. Yeah. Or here's why you need to think seriously about your leadership communication. Yes, 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 yes. The question is, how do you actually do it? And that's my aspiration for this podcast. And I agree with you in that very uniquely, you are often in front of audiences speaking, having to craft your message, having to tell stories that land and resonate, getting people on board, communicating core ideas. So I think that makes such a big difference when you have been, let's say, like on the other side, you know, um, you actually spoke at TEDx London in 2018, you're know, going through that process with me of, of crafting that talk of kind of looking at it as both uh, a speaker and a coach and how mm. that kind of works yeah. together. I find it very frustrating, actually, because I feel like we've done the work, we've convinced people that storytelling is important, people get that now. And, you know, so much of the advice out there is be confident. Yeah. And this or, or just be be yourself. Be yourself. That's incredibly one. difficult be a, to be your confident <laughs> self, if ideal. If if you know if you if you really want to uh, meet that ideal. And what what it, what that means to me when someone says that is they have no idea how to actually do it. Like mm. when people um, are frustrated by it, when they feel like they're trying and they're not getting any better, it's because I don't think that you can base your confidence on air. Mm. You know, I don't think that fake it till you make it actually works because, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. you know, you if you fake it till you make it, that might convince other people that you are really good at what you're doing, but you are still, and excuse my language, going to feel like shit. You're still going to feel like an imposter. Mm. You're still not going to feel like you know what you do. And what, 10 years later, do you still not want to feel like you know what you're doing? But if you actually can base your storytelling, your speaking, your communication on a solid foundation then you will believe that you have something valuable to say. And I think that is where real, you know, solid, unwavering confidence comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely agree. I, I think there's also something to say about the the importance of, of diversity as well that's relevant for this podcast, mm. I think, because the sort of diverse range of people that you've worked with, the kind of diversity of audiences that you've needed to think about when helping clients to prepare talks. And, and likewise, in my own experience working with people with it's I mean, literally being inside a maximum security prison, visiting, <laughs> uh, working with an inmate or working with uh, senior partners in private equity, wedding speakers, uh, the occasional politician. Mm. Uh, some would say that the politicians and the maximum security prison inmates should be switching places, but still <laughs> young people in schools, yeah, yeah, you know, engineers, police officers, technologists, all sorts of people from all walks of life different levels of seniority i would have gone bonkers years ago had i only worked with the same kind of person i think that's something that's exciting and i hope we can really really bring to this podcast for the benefit of you as a listener um a, a diversity a real range of experience and knowing what's involved not just for a broad range of of, of speakers whatever your needs as a speaker might be because of course everyone is different everyone's got their own and yes there are universal principles and things that can make a difference but everyone's own experience of the spoken word is a little different it's unique so so hopefully so, there'll be uh, there'll be ideas in this podcast that will be relevant for you wherever you are in your own 
working world uh, and your own life, but also a sensitivity to the the range of different people that you yourself as a speaker want to actually reach. And I Absolutely. think that sensitivity, the diversity is, is also really, yeah. really, really important. And I think we mean that across like so many different vectors and verticals, right? Like we don't just mean diverse in terms of seniority or diverse in terms of demographics or in terms of experience in speaking. You and I have worked with kind of the, this broadest range of people. And, you know, I think they're very much the thing that comes, the thing that surprised me actually, when I went from working only with 10 and 10X speakers to working with other kinds of clients, um, was that the tools I was working with with those speakers who were maybe, you know, uh, academics, uh, you know, at London universities or students or um you know, any kind of practitioner you can imagine who's speaking at a TED or a TEDx event, those things, the 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 coaching, the tools, the the kind of skills that I was working on with those speakers were just as effective with people who were at some of the most senior levels um, in business, in philanthropy, uh, in you know, in in civil society. And I think for both of us, what I hope people get from listening to this podcast is really these essential tools that work if you apply them correctly across any regardless of what your background is regardless of what your skill set is regardless of what your expertise is in and also regardless of who you're speaking to but not saying you don't think about your audience but actually being able to tailor what you're saying to so many different kinds of audiences that you feel that sense of you know clarity and I use that word a lot which I love, like clarity. And what's the other word that you use, Simon, that I really, really like? That when people who are on a mission, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. To, to, to speak. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. If I think of all the range of different people I've worked with over the years, I think whether they are literally preparing a speech for their own wedding or they're preparing to give a big pitch or they're speaking at an AGM, uh, the ones that the ones that will achieve the most impact and certainly the ones that will get the most out of engaging with somebody like me or indeed with yourself mm. are those that are on some kind of mission. Yeah. And obviously that mission is is a very personal thing. It might be simply to do an absolute knockout speech where it will delight the wedding guests mm-hmm. and where the bride feels amazing or the bride's parents feel I thrilled. Say, I, well, right? I love so much that you work on <laughs> wedding speeches. <laughs> it's so niche. It's not something I've ever thought of and it's just so joyful. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah there's a... It, it's always special because for anybody, whether it's a bride, groom, best man, or maid of honor, father of the bride or other, seek someone like me out, having gone to the trouble of researching online and thankfully, mercifully steered clear of jokes off the internet. Yeah, they're pretty serious to seek someone like me out. Yeah, they haven't yeah. just read an article or just bought a book. And, and, and time and again, what comes across is a real desire on the part of that speaker to, I really want this to be to be a good speech that will people will remember that will be a that will that, that will be meaningful to people that I care about. Now that that's sort of wedding speaker yeah. language, although actually quite a lot of that's transferable to other speeches as well. Mm. So yeah, I think that's right. It's some kind of mission. And sometimes it's I just wanna I really want to take my business to the next level yeah. and raise its profile. I just wanna I really want to inspire the team. You know, obviously these missions take all sorts of forms, but yeah. there has to be a compelling reason. And certainly for anybody that's listening to this podcast that wants to change the world in some way, whatever however you define what the world means, whether it is your immediate uh, community, maybe it's, maybe it's within your sector, or maybe it's the, your, your team, whatever, whatever the world 
means to you. I think having some real clarity on desire is is key because because without that, if you're not as they say, right, the first sale is to yourself. <laughs> if it's that. not clear to you, then that and that desire is not meaningful to you. Then how the hell is it yeah. going to be meaningful to the people you want to reach? The interesting thing, though, that for me that you've said here, and this happens a lot with the TEDx speakers we work with or just in that world because people will come up to me and they'll say, I really want to inspire people. I really want to be an inspiring speaker. I mm. want to do, I want my talk to, to do inspirational stuff. And, you know, we I have to sit down with those people and just say, that's not how it works. Like, you don't tell an inspiring story. People are inspired by a story. Yeah, absolutely. It comes it from is, them. Yeah, it comes from yes, them. Yes, it's an audience-centered thing rather you than a speaker thing. You yeah, have yeah. another yeah. purpose. Your purpose yes, is yes. not inspiration. It might be whatever it might be is your purpose, right? Your core message, the thing you want to communicate, the reason you're speaking. And different people will find it in different things inspire them or give them energy. Yes, yes. And I do think that is a huge mistake. It's like, you know, people find TED Talks very inspiring. But it's not because those speakers are trying to inspire their audience. Mm, mm. It's because the speakers are trying to communicate something that they care about. Yes, and that yes. happens to inspire them. Yes. And I think that it can be, if you're in an audience and you see someone speak and you feel really inspired by them, it can be easy to feel like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to inspire people like that, especially if you're trying to change the world, right? Yes. Um, and the real thing that has to click is that you don't set out with that in mind. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Well, it, it, absolutely. It'd be a bit like in the theatre. But I, I, I want to go on stage and, and make people clap. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, I want to get know, a standing or, ovation. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. Or, or for a, or for a sports a sports professional to say, I, 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 I want the crowd to go wild. Well, if you're focused on that rather than on <laughs> the yeah. actual game in hand, you're toast. Exactly. Uh, it's absolute absolute and, focus and it can on come the, off it can actually have the the opposite effect actually yes, i think yes. that's that's the thing about this this as well is that if you do go in hoping i'm going to inspire people you give off the totally the wrong vibe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've all sat yes, there yes. and listened and heard that and had yes. that experience. I, I love the way that you talk about mission. I, you know, when I talk about it, um, I talk about people wanting to speak so that others listen. You mm. know, that I think is all of our desire is for it to be heard, to be listened to. And I think that's doubly true when you want to change the world in some way, when you want to have an impact or leave things better than when how you found them i think there's a real desire to be heard and and i i hope that this podcast gives people really practical tools they can use in lots of different circumstances to do just that yeah absolutely you've been listening to speechless the podcast from storytelling experts marion pasha and simon bucknell hit follow now to keep learning how to tell stories that change the world and if you enjoyed it please leave us a rating and review until next time, speak less, say more.